0: welcome to a second chance at life podcast I am your host Arvilla Bedworth I help women who've been confronted with life's challenges turn their experiences into an opportunity at a new direction in life each week you will hear motivating stories life-changing interviews Along with actionable tips and strategies to doing life over again. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to a second chance at life podcast. I'm your host, Arvilla, and this is episode number 36. Hey, what's up, everybody? And thank you for joining me for another week, another episode on my podcast. If you're a new listener, what's up? And if you're one of my returning listeners, welcome back. Today is September the 14th, one day before my birthday. I am a Virgo, if you don't know. And I was born on the same day as my grandma. The one thing that I do for my birthday is try to find one thing particular that is special that is enduring to myself and it's usually something that I look forward to so maybe it's a spa day maybe it's taking myself uh, out to eat but what I celebrate is me because as we get older it's not the same as when you were a kid you don't get the same birthday parties you don't get the same gift so I figure why not celebrate myself the best way that I know how because I know what gift I want I know what things I want to do. So I try to find just one thing that I do on my birthday and just uh, enjoy to the fullest. Now, it may not be big. It could be something as simple as taking myself to get a scoop of ice cream and watching the sunset. That's still a great gift. So I'm excited about my birthday. I know with the pandemic, it may not be extravagant in some of the places that I really want to go are still closed. So I'm just thankful to have another birthday, to see another birthday, and just be able to say, hey, 42, here I am. Yes, your girl will be turning 42 and very proud I must say of my age. There is no need to be embarrassed. There's no need to say 40's the new 20, nothing. I love my age. I love the stages of my life that I've been through. I come from a long way, so I don't want to discredit myself by saying I'm younger than I'm supposed to be or nothing else. I'm 42, and I'm glad to be 42. Well, let's get started. And by the way, if you want to wish me a a birthday wish on September the 15th, you can go onto my Instagram, which is arvilla underscore Beckworth, and that's A-R-V-I-L-L-A, Underscore Beckworth, B E C K W O R T H, or you can go on a Second Santa Life podcast and do the same thing. Now let's go ahead and get started on today's topic how to bounce back when you have fallen off. Now, over the last month or so, your girl's been struggling having some time, focusing, getting motivated, overwhelmed, just things have just been going crazy. But I've been filling my cup up and I feel so much better, so much appreciative just from the the love that I've gotten from family and friends, the ability to rest, uh, being able to journal, finding new things to uplift my spirit and even me just helping other people has also rebuilt my love for myself. So it's been a little bit of a high-low situation, but it was something that was worth it. And I was able to go back to my followers, go back to the people that I help, and give them a real perspective on what it's like to be overwhelmed. So this was a great lesson learned. But there's times when you fall off something, either it be burnout unmotivated felt relationship a setback and you don't know how to get back up now let me take you guys back to let's say about 15 20 years ago when I left my relationship uh I didn't know exactly what I was going to do because that was one of my fears of not leaving my abusive relationship before is because I'm thinking if I leave, I'm not going to have the support that I have. I'm not going to have someone help me take care of my daughter. And then when I thought about it, really, he was never supporting me. He was never helping me take care of my daughter. I was doing it. I was just so blind at the time to realize that I was already doing the things that I need to do to take care of myself and be able to live on my own. But during that cloudy moment, I just could not think straight. I didn't know who to go to, who to ask, because I was still trying to hide it from my friends, my family. So I didn't really have, the, I guess, all the pieces I need to take the major step and just leaving. When I finally got into a place when I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of this person abusing me, talking to me crazy, you know, leaving when he wanted to leave and and just doing everything possible that should have been my, you know what, let's go. Let's pack my bags and go. I still hesitated. But on July 16th, I finally got the courage to leave, I called my parents, I got a U-Haul, I found a one-bedroom apartment, and me and my daughter just left. Now, mind you, he had left for about three to four days, so I guess he was upset that I was leaving. So he decided he didn't want to come home, which was fine, and I think God did it for a reason, because I believe if he was there while I was moving, one, he would have stopped me from moving, And two, it could have got physical during that process. So I believe in my heart that God did the best thing by allowing him to be gone for three to four days. Now, when I was getting ready to leave, I had so much energy. I was excited. I'm like, yes, yes, this is a new part of me. I'm, you know, giving my daughter the ability to not be in this environment. I'm going to start over and things will get better. I got my stuff moved got in my new place but then a week later he calls back oh you think you're too good for leaving it's your fault that i'm i'm about to get a fixture note a notice because you know i can't pay the next month's bills and if you and if i you know so it started to become the blame game with him you know blaming me for everything that was going on so since i still was not completely healed i started to feel guilty oh, maybe I shouldn't have left. You know, maybe I should have gave him more time. Maybe I should have gave him money so he wouldn't get an eviction. But God stepped in and said, no, I removed you from that situation for a reason because you wasn't going to get yourself out. You was getting to a point where you content what was going on and now was the time. So do not let this person make you feel guilty for removing yourself from a situation that could potentially cause you, More harm. Now, thinking about that now, I can't believe that I stayed in that relationship for so long. I mean, the things that I've been through, what I had to endure, were definitely painful. And if I was someone on the outside looking in, I would have said, Girl, why are you staying in that relationship so long? Why? Why? What was worth it about him that made you stay so long? And honestly, you guys, I'm going to be honest with you. When you're a domestic violence survivor, sometimes staying is the safest thing for you to do. Because if you leave and they find you, they harm you or they go to your job and cause a scene. So it seems like there is no other alternative besides the police to come take them away. But then once they got back out, they're more angry than before. They're looking for you. They're stalking for you. So sometimes staying was almost the safest thing until I can develop a plan to finally get out. Now, let me get back to how to bounce back when you have fallen off. It took me a while because I could not see exactly how was I going to, I mean, I was telling myself, I'm excited for this new change and new opportunity, but mentally, emotionally, I wasn't ready. So I had to find books. I had to get myself in counseling and I had to come up with things that made me believe that I was worth moving forward. For the first six months on being on my own in my apartment, it was hard because he still kept calling, he still, you know, saying, you shouldn't have left, but then he'd play the crying role, you know, I can't live without you when I need to be in my daughter's life. So it was all kind of stuff that, you know, kind of start playing on my heartstrings. And there was times where I felt I was strong enough to take these conversations. Other times, I knew I was weak to have the conversations. And I'm not going to lie, the first two months of me moving in my place... I still allowed him to come over. I still allowed him to come see his daughter. But the last straw was when he came over and I would not take him back. I would not allow him to move into my apartment. And I told him, you know, we need to be apart because together we are destructive. I can't be with you. I can't be with someone that claims they love me, but I have to protect myself from. So you can't stay here. So as normal with his anger, he start kicking my stuff. He start hollering and, and screaming and making noise. And granted, I just moved to this new apartment complex. So I couldn't afford to get put out of here. So something inside of me was like, you have to get out now. You know, something inside of me just told him, get out. Now, I don't know what part of that he heard or what got him afraid, but he eventually left. And from that forward, I never let him back in because I knew he still didn't change. I knew he still wasn't ready to move forward and it wasn't, he wasn't going to be good in my space. So with that being said, I found a local counselor in my church and she helped me develop a plan, which is like a 30, 60, 90 day plan, which you do at most jobs. But she held me accountable on how to bounce back. She told me there's no reason to have an excuse because I did remove myself from that situation, but it's time for me to move forward. Granted, I was hurt. Granted, I I came from something traumatic, but she was my accountability partner to tell me, you have to pick yourself up and move and stop feeling sorry for yourself. God has given you an opportunity to restart life again and have a second chance at life. And when I heard that, that was the first time I've heard a second chance at life. Now, I've heard it in other TV shows, other videos, other things I'm saying. I've heard it before, but at that moment, it meant something to me to have a second chance at life. So before I just get too deep, let me give you 10 things you can do to bounce back. And I actually found this article on uh, psychcentral.com, 10 Ways to Come Back from Failure. Number one, you want to analyze what went wrong. Two, change your mindset. Three, search your motives. Four, make a list of your strengths and weaknesses. Five, develop a plan to build on what you're good at. Six, Seek advice from trusted others. Seven, begin something new. Eight, learn something new. Nine, stay busy. And last but not least, 10, never lose hope. So those are 10 items that I found that was close enough to the learning that I was getting from my counselor on how to bounce back from a setback from a failed relationship that helped me look at it from a different perspective. Now, you may not have domestic violence or anything like that, but you might have had a job that has failed. Um, Maybe you were supposed to do something like a new business and it's failed. Maybe you were supposed to write a book and it still hasn't came out. Don't get discouraged because what was what is a temporary failure gives you the energy to be a permanent change for a better comeback. Now, everything is not going to work right away. It's going to take some work. So make sure that you are patient and you give yourself some grace and understand however long it took you to get into that situation, it may take you a little bit longer to bounce back from. But if I can leave one word of encouragement: No matter what you're coming back from, know that you are worthy and able to get through it, to move to your destiny. No one or no thing, nothing, is worth you losing your insanity for. So, trust and believe when God removes you from something and you're not ready. Just have the courage and believe God knows what he's doing. I hope this week's episode helps you. Please make sure you leave comments on the podcast if you like the topic. And also, if you want to reach out to me, go to rvilla at rvillabeckworth.com. If you want to shoot me a note, if you're going through some things and just need someone to talk to, make sure you reach out to me because I am available to help you out. But I'm going to go ahead and get off here and uh, get ready to enjoy my birthday semi-day, find out what I'm going to do. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll let you guys know in the next episode what I end up doing. But I'm excited. I'm excited about turning 42. I'm excited about my growth. I'm excited about where God's about to take me. I'm just ready for for change finally. Till next time, you guys. Keep smiling. Thank you for listening to a Second Chance at life podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, please make sure you share. Until next week, keep smiling, learning, and striving for a second chance at life.